0: Welcome to Day Zero Update for December thirteenth, twenty twenty. I'm your host Chris Logie.
1: I'm Rip Victoria,
2: and I'm Brandon Burkett.
0: And yeah, this has been a huge week for news. Oh uh, yes, probably the... the most we've had on a on the outline in a while. Yeah, uh, because of well, it's getting to the end of the year, so people that promised their games for this year uh, had mm. to either put them out or sh- you know. Say, hey, we're not actually coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, Others had to uh, delay them, all that kind of stuff. And uh, then we had the Game Awards, where a bunch of other stuff got uh, shown off and announced. uh, Some in uh, a lot of detail, and others just like brief teasers. Mm -hmm. So we have a bunch of stuff to talk about here. But uh, before then, we will talk about what we've been playing. And I will start here. Uh, continuing to play some more Rocket League. Their Frosty Fest up, uh event starts tomorrow, so uh, getting some more holiday items uh here coming up towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, been liking that a lot still. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Got back into fall guys because their season's ending here in uh, the next day or two, uh, and that'll be starting up a new season. And yeah, that's that's still fun. Uh though I'm still just playing with the the, the dumb Sonic outfit. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's about as perfect of a stupid outfit as they have in that game. Uh though they've had a lot more in there. They had uh the kid from uh I forget what the game is, uh uh Mutant Muds, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird looking outfit. Uh yeah, they're still doing their tie ins and all that kind of stuff. Uh, finally got a couple, uh, some time to put into a couple of, uh, the early PS five games that, uh, kind of were the big thing for the launch, uh, Astro's playroom, Mm -hmm. which I've beaten three of the stages now. Mm. Uh, the GPU jungle, I forget what the other two are, uh, the one that's mostly PS three themed and the other one that's PS one themed. Uh, and yeah, that is as a really impressive game for the use of the controller, uh, like in the uh, the one is PS3 themed. You kind of have a fan in the early part of the stage, and if you just walk slowly over, you can feel the, the haptic moving around the controller. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff you can kind of really feel it. Uh, they do a lot of good good work with that thing uh, to make the different parts of each of the levels uh, feel different. So like you're in that particular stage, you're on like a beach, and you're going to the next area, and there's like big, uh, big fans just blowing sand at you, mm-hmm. uh, give you a little resistance, and you can just feel that uh, like sand hitting you. Uh, the PS1 stage, there's a- there's areas where it rains, mm-hmm. uh, and you can sort of feel little drops hitting your controller. Then they mm-hmm. change it to like hail, and you hear feel these like little harder drops. Uh, Hit you and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's just really impressive. And it's, and beyond just that stuff, it is just a really impressive platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a lot of good stuff, uh, level design and all that kind of stuff to make it feel like a legit platformer and not just a tech demo.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which makes me excited for them to do a full game now that uh, they've mm-hmm. kind of shown off this controller stuff. Uh, to do a, a full-fledged new AstroBot game mm-hmm. here, that should be one of the best of its year when it comes out. Because this is definitely a really well done game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do really like the the depth of the like uh, items that they let you collect. Uh, a lot of hardware for PlayStation platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, like the you can find the PSP Go. The Vita, the PSP, you can find, uh, like the the original PlayStation controller and the DualShock, and there's like the the weird multi tap they had, mm-hmm. that's kind of L shaped. Uh, even the 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 hard drive, uh, network adapter thing for the PS2, that kind of stuff. Uh, just a lot of cool stuff in that game. Uh, if you've been following that platform from the first one to now. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, They do a really good job of paying homage to a lot of that history. Yeah, it's the ultimate homage to PlayStation history. It's great stuff. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad, though, because they they call all of that equipment artifacts, and I'm like, man, I'm old.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's... That game, just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I've also been playing Bug Snacks, uh, which is just a very weird game that's kind of part part Pokemon, but also part like uh, an adventure game, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, where you're going around trying to figure out how to collect these different uh, bug snacks that you're asked to get. And I got mm-hmm. to the, the desert area where the one character is doing like archeo- archaeological digs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to get these... These it like popcorn bugs that you have to get them set on fire first. So they actually pop cause they're too small to catch ahead of that. But yeah. Uh, and you're getting this weird bug snack. That's, uh, is like a fire scorpion. It shoots fire at them. But if you throw put your trap over there, it shoots the trap. So mm-hmm. you, it's just really fucking annoying trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to get this over here and trick it?
3: Mm. Uh,
0: which eventually figured out. But in that area, you also have a couple of dudes, a couple of bugs that are just chasing you all the time. Mm-hmm. There's one, it's like a, it's like a baked potato wrapped in tinfoil. he mm. sees you, charges at you. Then there's a, there's a barbecue bunger that is, I uh, knocked off the top part, which meant that he just roams around the bottom part, uh, around the river. Essentially that's going around there and just constantly runs at you. In uh, super annoying ways, so that game's just—it's uh, fun to figure out how to get those different creatures, uh, and also just seeing a lot of the the weird storylines and such uh, in that game because there's there's just a lot of weird shit in that game. Uh, one of the characters ask you like, "Oh, this person does something really weird at 10 p.m. Can you go figure what that what he's doing and tell me?" It's the, the person that's like a drama queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you go and do that and figure out, oh, yeah, he misses his wife that uh, left uh, the town, but not with him. So he built like a cactus version of her. And so like he talks to her at night and you go and tell uh, Befika this and she's like, oh, that's... It's so pathetic or whatever. It's like, man, you're a Mm. fucking asshole. But she really, once you do some quests for her, she uh, considers you her BFF. So it's like, you're kind of an asshole, but whatever. Uh, But yeah, I'm at at the point where I'm starting to get most of the people back in. Mm -hmm. Now it's just doing more of the quests and opening up the other areas, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun, pretty weird, but uh, pretty nice game so far and uh also just continuing to play Fortnite, uh doing a lot of the quests that uh been popping up and not too bad for what they're asking of you it's not as far as i've seen they don't have a weekly quest anymore uh so there's not like a series of challenges they ask you to do Mm -hmm. you have to do it during the week where it's like oh, get 10 kills with this rock this like a shotgun or this kind of stuff it's a lot of stuff that just persists and these different people are tied to them that are part of the the hunters group that is uh the core part of this whole season and so you get those and it's like oh that that one's done and you get another one after the match is done so Mm -hmm. uh they don't make it too hard to do them so that's nice and i've been doing a lot better uh the past few days of actually getting kills that when people are around uh I can sort of hold my own. I'll usually let them come at me so I can get the the first few shots in. Mm-hmm. I've been winning those fights more often than not, so that's at least a nice improvement over what what it used to be like uh back in the early parts of Fortnite when I was started playing that. So I think they've found a good spot where it's approachable but not uh not too high of a ceiling though. So if you want to win, you probably have to get better, but you can get lucky a few times, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how it goes. But yeah, they aren't, they're what like uh pub is. Mm. That's very much the, the most hardcore probably win those fights. And those, uh, mm. those matches all the time. Cause you need, you need good tactics and good approaches. Whereas here, you just got to get the good shots in. uh, um, mm. There aren't too many like long-range shots or long-range fights. Which one of the ones I got is I got to get killed with a, a sniper rifle over 150 meters, which I have no clue how long that is in the game. So I've gotten a couple of kills with it, but just not 150. So I have to figure out what, what to do with that. But that might be one where I have to find bots hanging around somewhere and take one out with that if I get one. But uh, yeah, so that's been... Largely, it. How about you, Dan? Rev.
1: Sorry about that. Yeah, for me, um, <clears throat> I've just been all over the place. Uh, knowing that Starpunk was coming, I just wanted to make sure I can just you know uh, twiddle my thumbs with various games. So, of course, there's been Animal Crossing. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the season just changed, so it's all snowy now. We're all getting ready for uh, the holidays and stuff like that. Like you can be, you can build a snowboy or, or you know a snowman. Um, all of the attire has has been changed to things that are like you know better for the cold and things like that and uh it's you know it, it, it's it's really nostalgic for me because um when i played the first animal crossing it was also near my birthday and it's, it's in december so it's kind of bringing me back there um although there is some um uh there is some lack of motivation for me to play because uh, i missed out on a few fish and bugs uh last season and i don't i don't want to turn back time so that's kind of annoying but I'll get over it. Um, I still know a lot, a lot of people at work that play, so that, that definitely helps out. Um, uh. I'm also playing uh, a little bit of Hades. Uh, I, I've just been trying to get back into it because I put it down as soon as the new consoles came out. And it's still a fun game. Um, I played a few rounds. I tried the shield out. Um, a, a lot of people love the shield, um, but out of out of all the weapons, it's the, it's the one that I've had the least amount of uh, luck with. Um, granted, it's, it's pretty cool. Like you, you can, you can throw it the way Captain America does. You can use it as a melee weapon and it it can be pretty strong depending on the buff. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There's just something about it that, um, I'm just not as good with it as I am with other weapons. My main one there is the bow. So yeah, Uh, I've also been playing a little bit of Madden 21. Uh, the next gen update was uh, made available, I believe early last week. So I finally got in some time with it. It's the same game. Um, but they made the, um, they made the 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 main like uh, simulation mode um a little a little more realistic um also like i've i've been playing it on ps5 so there's been like some stuff that i'm not really used to on there like when when the uh, play clock hits 10 seconds it starts to beep and it comes from your controller and you also hear like uh the 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 pads crashing into each other and the actual um player uh dialogue uh from the controller as well and um i don't really know how to uh changed that setting, but it hasn't really been annoying. It was just, it's just different, now. I was caught off guard by it. Um, I'm not really seeing any major difference uh, visually, but the game definitely uh, plays faster, and the load screens aren't as annoying as they were on PS4, so there's mm-hmm. that. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, my friend at GameStop also hooked me up with a code for Sackboy, so I played the first level. Um, it really reminds me a lot of um, Super Mario 3D World. Uh, except that the the, the jumps are, are are a little more floaty. Um, and I only played the first level, so I don't really have much of a platform to go off of. But it really, it's really reminiscent of um, previous little Big Planet games, especially once you get to the end, where um, it'll just zoom in on Sackboy, and you can just go ahead and have him do his little cute little dance. And, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, I also um, I pre-ordered Cyberpunk out of Best Buy, and I mm-hmm. had some uh, I had some issues because um for some reason for this particular shipment they contracted on track and it was supposed to get to me on Thursday and it didn't. So I checked my yeah. shipping and they said that it would arrive on Saturday. And when I checked Saturday morning, they said it would arrive on the 14th. So yeah. um, I've been tired of playing that game. So I actually went to GameStop to buy a copy, and as soon as that best buy copy has come. As soon as that best buy copy comes in I'll go ahead and uh, refund it at GameStop because that, that that's what I usually do when I when I when I can't wait.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I popped the disc in um and it said, "Oh, so not only do you have your normal install, you also have to um have the uh the, the day one or day two update whatever whatever it is." And uh mm-hmm. so, yeah, Brendan uh, mentioned it earlier uh, offline, but yeah, it's about a 50 gig update. So it took me about a day to get that finished and when I woke up this morning um, it said that, oh, your install isn't finished yet because you have to put in the second disc. And I was like, oh, there's a second disc? And I, I, I didn't even realize that, that that there was one. So I went ahead and put that in.
2: Yeah, and there's it, a, a data disc and then the play disc. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So, yeah, popped it in. I played for about uh, two to three hours. And, um, I mean, so far it's pretty much like any other open world game I've played. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Watch Dogs with the scanning you have to do to... Uh, messed around with the environment, um, but mm-hmm. I do like um, I do like the the combat a little more. Yeah, um, the, the, the the melee in particular is pretty good. Uh, the gun, I'm not particularly good with yet, mainly because um, well, it, but, the game yeah. isn't uh, the, the the what's it called the reticle isn't isn't there yet or or whatever. So
2: yeah, it's a fun. thing you have to upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I figured. So remember, uh, remember, uh, Cyberpunk is a RPG before it is anything else. So.
1: So while you wait, Brandon, go ahead.
2: Okay, yeah. So uh, uh, I got my copy uh, Thursday. Um, Got it at GameStop, which, you know. And the cool thing about CD Projekt Red's games is that they're basically like one of the last uh, major companies on Earth that will provide you with what, back in the day, PC gamers used to call feelies, which is like stuff that comes with the game that sort of helps, you know, stretch out or sort of inspire, you know, sort of expand on the lore of the game. So if you get what I got over at GameStop, the game came with a, a map of Night City. It came with a compendium of information, uh, you know, a sort of like timeline of everything and the various groups and organizations that are in Night City that you'll walk, that you'll walk into. Uh, I also got a necklace with the, uh, with the, uh, samurai kabuki mask on as the emblem on it so that's pretty cool um oh and it also comes with a couple postcards as well um so yeah um i'm gonna be completely frank just right out the gate uh straight out of the box this game is a buggy fucking mess like just no ifs ands or buts it is a buggy mess out of the out of the box um Yeah. Uh, Now, I want to be clear what I mean when I say that. I don't mean that there's anything wrong with the audio or there's anything wrong with the writing or story. There isn't really anything wrong with the gameplay either. The gameplay is just fine. But there are a lot, and I do mean a lot, of graphical bugs that that are just immediately obvious. Things like characters clipping through buildings or... Uh, textures not rendering fast enough or maybe not even, even rendering at all. Uh, characters just kind of floating across the screen when they should be walking. Uh, there have been even rare accounts of people just straight falling through the ground. Um, stuff like that. Um, How many hours
1: have you already put in, Brendan?
2: Well, see- let's see. I played it a couple of hours uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday Uh, Then before the uh, actual uh, patch had finished loading. Um, And then I played it a few hours um, last night after the patch and everything. Well, I mean, I played that. Then I played it a few hours Saturday. And then I also played it a few hours last night. So I've been playing it for roughly uh, about 10 hours. Gotcha. So far. Um
1: yeah, I mean I haven't seen I mean again I, I'm playing on, on Xbox Series X. Um yeah. So like as far as glitches go, um I haven't seen anything too noticeable. Um in fact, the glitches that that I did find, I thought I mean were were probably just um just part of its style. Uh okay. but again, I'm 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 nowhere near as deep as you are into the game.
2: Yeah. Also just keep in mind um this is actually not unusual for any kind of CD Project Red game. Uh Usually, they're, they always have a bunch of bugs when they first come out, uh, and the good thing is CD Projekt Red is really good about getting those patches out after release, um, but... There's a lot they, to patch, though. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot to patch, and unfortunately, uh, last night, I came across a bug that is like a legit game-breaker. Um. So after you finish uh the heist, which is the sort of like the first major quote unquote quest or whatever you do in this game for Dexter or Deshaun, um you have to you you will then there will some events will happen. And then after those events happen, the game will go into an interlude. And these are these interludes are past events of another character. And if you know enough about Cyberpunk 2077 you, and its story, you probably already know who this other character is. But point is, it goes all the way back to 2023. And this character is with a bunch of terrorists, and they're fixing to have an assault on Arasaka Tower, which is this massive, like, corpo tower in the middle of Night City. And... What you have to do uh, is you have to take out. You have to use a minigun to take out all of the forces, all of the Arasaka men that are firing at you from uh, from the roof of the building. And they've got you know like these guys. They got like pistols. They got uh, some of them have shotguns. Uh, There's a bunch of like remote turrets down there that are also firing at you. And what you have to do is you have to take out all the men and all the turrets so that the helicopter can descend and you can jump down and go into the building. At least that's what it's supposed to happen. Unfortunately, there is a bug out there right now. And I've heard people who have – it's not definitely not just me. There is a bunch of other people who have had it um, where – You are taking out all of the guys on the roof, but whenever you try to actually shoot the remote turrets, the bullets go right through them. So it's like you're shooting at nothing.
1: Shooting at holograms?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. And exactly how you're supposed to overcome this particular bug... I've heard like a bunch of th- a bunch of things. Um, people have said that you should try shooting the turrets first before you try shooting the other dudes. I've tried that. Didn't work. Uh, some said you need to wait like 10 or 20 seconds uh, after uh, Shayton the guy who originally had the minigun, before he gets shot and you have to take over. That after he gets shot, you should wait 20, 25 seconds and then get the turret. I tried that again. Still didn't work. I even waited an entire minute. Um, and there's also people who say that after you kill all the dudes, you need to, like, give them all a double tap to make sure they're actually dead, because, um, when they fall down, they have, like, the the game gives you, like, these little red outlines around them so you can see them, you know, in the dark, um, but it's said, it's suggested that when some of them go down, they're not actually dead, they're just unconscious, and that you need to like give all the dead guys on there a double tap before you then try to shoot the uh, the um, turrets. That also didn't work. So until they fix this bug, I'm basically stuck. Um, but you know what? That's actually not too bad because uh, that just means I can uh, start a new pathway and see what that does. Um, you know, while I'm waiting for this bug, and then I'll go back and do my other. Uh, character and go through that. So it's like, Oh, eh, I got more opportunity, so I'll take it." Um. So yeah, those uh, the, the this the, I think, but both me and Dan Rib can communicate to you is Cyberpunk twenty seven twenty seventy seven is a great game that came out way too early.
1: Yeah, and like, what's what what's really frustrating about it is the fact that this game should have come out in April.
2: Yeah, and.
1: Not only that, but it should have come out last month, and, you know, it's, it's gone through all these delays, yeah. but it makes you wonder, like, what exactly were they working on?
2: Well, um, I've had, I've heard a couple theories. Um, one, the one I've heard is that actually the, the last delay was specifically because they were trying to get this thing to uh, fix specifically for the base consoles. Mm-hmm. Um. I've also heard that you know part of the issue was that this game sort of was being made in between generations yeah. and uh it's possible a lot of them it's it's actually possible that this was a game that was originally supposed to be a last gen game but then CD project
1: oh, it, it's it, it, it's entirely possible I mean this game was in development for more than 8 years
2: yeah and then they you know they you know they started hearing the you know the p s four pro came out and then the p s five was announced to be in development and was coming out and maybe it was maybe it's just them trying to adapt to the advancing technology as through the development that just kind of caused an issue. I'm not entirely sure
1: yeah well the the main thing is uh city project red has a lot of uh work cut out for them like uh if you yeah. thought they'd be taking like some some months off um no it doesn't appear to be so because they're no. again the, the, the console games are a complete mess yeah uh, granted the, the the pc version is is, is, a, is a much superior experience but you know you have mm-hmm. a lot of people who bought it on these consoles and as we'll explain later like you know the the game already made, made its profit so yeah you know some, yeah. some work definitely needs to be done yeah um before we move on though or, or brandon did you have any more about cyberpunk
2: uh well yeah kind of um again like i said it's a great game that came out too soon um but it is a in spite of its flaws it's you can even with the flaws you can tell that this is actually a really solid piece of work um outside of all the bugs um all the c project Reds, you know they're they're uh they're you know, their talent for world building and storytelling and, you know, having, uh you know, having choices affecting the plot and, you know, the grittiness and everything, it's all, it's all still there. And it's still as addictive and as fun to play, you know, when it works right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it. this is like one of the – this is a really odd sort of thing for me because were it not for the bugs that I'm dealing with right now, I would give this probably the highest mark I could because it really is that good. But the bugs are so numerous, and I cannot ignore them. And, you know, I, I will give CD project Red credit in that, you know – they started putting out four or five patches the day this released. So, you know, like I said earlier, um, pretty much after the patches, basically all the graphical issues I had are gone now. I still occasionally encounter some minor NPCs clipping uh, through stuff, and I still on occasion encounter some textures that don't render as quickly as they should. But everything else is is. Is completely fine. So,
1: yeah, I mean, again, like I, I've been playing on Xbox Series X, so I don't really see like um, any problems visually. It's definitely a good-looking game, and I bet it's. Mm. Uh, I mean, for for a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X, like I, I, I bet it has to be up there. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like um, I, I'm not sure I, I exactly share the same uh, sentiment um, about your positivity yet. Granted, I've never played a CD Project Red game before. Um, I have uh, multiple versions of The Witcher, but I've I've, I've never popped it in. So this mm-hmm. is really my first experience, and to be honest, like it it feels um, like a day one Bethesda game. Like, and those games always come out a little choppy. So, yeah. Um, granted, I'm I'm definitely gonna gonna put more time in, and it hasn't exactly gripped me yet. But you know, I'm gonna go ahead and give it the the, the chance it deserves. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, aside from that, um, since I couldn't play it on day one, what I did play uh to keep my to, or to stay ready was um call of the sea uh, mm-hmm. which is available on xbox game Pass an indie game uh it 's also in first person and um it 's about this woman who uh explores an island in search of her husband that got lost and um like so far it 's been pretty solid um I heard it 's a, a short four hour experience and um it's it's it 's really all puzzle solving and it's and it's all pretty clever so these these are the kinds of uh first person experiences I really enjoy and Yeah, as far as I've been, as as far as um, what I've been playing, that's that's been pretty much it.
2: All right. And yeah, yeah I was. And as for me, yeah, I, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We already talked about, and also AI Dungeon, the AI controlled text adventure thing that you can play online. I already talked about that. Blah blah blah. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we'll skip ahead here a little bit uh, since we're talking about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to the mm-hmm. the two news bits we have for that. Which involves uh, one that they were had a weird, a weird whole scheme around bonuses that uh, they've at least gone back on uh, basing it around the uh, reviews. Mm -hmm. Like it's typically a, a fairly common thing for reviews. And so I think theirs was based on 90, I think, getting a 90 on Metacritic. Uh, which is you know a hard thing to do, especially when you're dropping a game in as hot a state as uh, this one is, uh, especially when the only version you're putting out there is that uh, PC version. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's... Uh, they had this whole thing where they were giving out tokens during development mm-hmm. to people that they wanted to recognize for, I assume, putting in more time and energy into the development than... Uh, others were Mm -hmm. Uh, the way it sounds here and so they would get bonuses on top of uh, the ones that they were getting as a result of their hard work and them hitting the Metacritic goal that kind of stuff and yeah, it seems like uh, they have sent out word to devs saying like yeah we're not going to require the high review scores anymore yeah, uh, you'll still get your bonuses. I don't know if the tokens are still going to be a thing for them. Uh, they're not clear on that stuff just yet. But mm-hmm. uh, the rest of it, at least, makes some uh, a little bit better on that because obviously the people working on the game are not responsible for the issues directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's management not yeah having things. In a good enough place to, you
2: know, avoid those sort of issues. Yeah, part of me also wants to think that maybe COVID was part, ha- might have played a part of it at least over the last year.
0: Yeah, to a degree, because they're working at home for probably. The yeah, and most the thing of about the past
2: year. yeah, and the thing about game development is that when you're all working at home, it can be kind, you know, communications and logistics can be a major issue. Yeah, but it seemed. From what you guys are talking about, this seems like stuff that would have started
0: well before COVID hit. Yeah, uh, probably that these would have been things that happened early on in development, the first couple of years, that mm-hmm. probably should have been more of a focus. You know, making it work better on the the new the the current consoles, the PS4 and Xbox One,
3: mm-hmm.
0: or it's just be like, well, you should just get the new consoles that you know are really hard to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just run those old versions on that because that'll be a better experience. Yep. It's like that's not a great way to approach this. Nope. I'm uh,
1: well, I'm also confused as to what these tokens are. It says it in tokens emblazoned with the studio's red bird logo, which they were I think told they're they're, they're, they they're just so
0: like so oh, you've you know put extra work in this week to work on you know whatever your task was. Uh that sort of thing. And I don't know what sort of bonus they would add on top. They don't really go into that. It's
1: kind of weird. Uh, here, I mean, like, I, but I, I would hope it's more money, but on no my, I think idea. that's
0: what it would be. Uh, maybe extra percentages, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I don't know. Cause that's, it's, that's it's, the it's, one thing, but it's, it's, it's like reducing it to like a, a kid type thing. Like, this is what you would do in like kindergarten or kindergarten. Exactly. Like, it's Oh, you did all your work this week. Here's your gold star. If you it's get five gold beard stars, bearded you bearded get bearded you get a banana, yeah, you know, except here it's you know money
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's a very weird thing that they uh were doing in development versus just I don't know, mm. I don't know what it's a whole weird thing, they obviously didn't handle various things well in development. Yeah, uh, especially coming down to the end here. Uh, but hey, they managed to sell enough on day one to yeah. have already covered all of their costs—yeah, uh, development and marketing. Yep. So I mean, it's
1: it's 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 great for them that they're that that they're sitting at a ninety on um, Metacritic, but mm. at the same time, like I mean, as we all know, it it, it could have been handled a lot better. Like, yeah, uh, at first, like I don't know how 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 um into people are with the uh, inside baseball stuff, but um, codes didn't go out for this game until late last week, and mm-hmm. reviewers who had a game who had the game only had it on PC, and um, each outlet was, was was only given one code. So given the the fact that you had your code a week ahead of time means there is no way you can possibly finish a game of this size in that amount of time. So I'm wondering how most of the reviews were able to get theirs up by embargo. Like how many of these people actually finished it? And of, of those that actually finished it, how many of them actually... You know, um, went into futile um, with the side quests, and at the same yeah. time, you know, we we're also talking about people who were playing it on PC and not consoles. So exactly,
2: uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's
1: it's 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 really a mess,
2: and it's it's shady, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, because like, um, means you're just hearing from, about from the,
1: from the developer's point yeah. of view. The, the the later you give a reviewer um, his or her code, like it's it, it's usually going to going to affect like how how soon it will go up, and you know that that doesn't motivate anybody. It's bad for everybody. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you're putting out the the best possible version, and you're not getting the the full breadth of experiences. Because like reviews for just the console versions are probably going to be coming out here over the next week or two, so, week or two here, as people are able to dive into that and see like what exactly uh, is going on there for those versions, because. Seems like it's not it's, it's not a rosy picture, all around, uh, especially if you're playing on that original hardware, not a not a Pro or Xbox One X or even either the new consoles mm-hmm. to help yeah. give it some extra por- horsepower under the, the hood.
1: I yeah. wasn't following the situation that happened with the uh, The Witcher Three, so like I don't know whether it's it's it, it was as buggy or whether it was... Witcher
2: Three had a lot of similar issues uh, when okay. it first came out. The difference though is that. You know, Witcher the the obvious difference is that The Witcher Three is very a very different kind of game that isn't as centered on like its its immediate like environmental details. You know, that like the environments and stuff in the game in Witcher Three look great, but it's mostly medieval stuff. It's huts and mud and trees. You know what you're getting into.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So a lot of those bu- yeah there was a lot of the similar bugs but because it was a, it's a different type of game and you know it wasn't a first person game in particular um
0: Yeah there's no character creation to it
2: yeah so a lot of those bugs were a lot easier to ignore Yeah um unfortunately that isn't the case here
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, it's a lame complaint. Like, I, I kind of wish Cyberpunk was also in third person, but, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, there is a... You do get to do, like, a lot of... Yeah, like, the 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 thing is, even though the game is in first person, there are a lot of parts where you can actually just... You, you, there's, like... They've got, like, a, you know mirrors and stuff you can look into. There's a camera mode and stuff. You know, so... But whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's... It's a game that's... People at least know this type of game Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know there's fallouts and d s x and a number of other games doing similar kinds of things of you know different ways to approach missions or uh, things you can do in the world all that kind of stuff and it's kind of uh there see Project Reds first of this type yeah uh the Witcher was uh, was an open world game but it was more in a Skyrim kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't necessarily have a ton of like variants for how you did missions. Uh, unless you did different things story-wise, I guess you might come into, th- come into solutions a little bit differently, but not too much. Mm. Uh, and also a Skyrim or not Skyrim, uh, the Witcher three, a lot of the, the thing that people were impressed on that was, uh, the side quests weren't just cookie cutter stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's often a lot more story to it. I just fleshed out
2: the world and yeah. uh, the witcher's role in that world. Yeah. And again, I want to say this. That is very much the case here in Cyberpunk 2077. There is a, some amazing world building going on. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to look at and read and everything. And it's cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and so that'll be interesting to see how I mean, what other what other game lets you customize your genitalia? I mean, come on. Maybe Saints Row. I think Saints Row did, yeah. <laughs> Touche, but, yeah. but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. The front scene, can you change your appearance after the initial thing? If you can, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. That would seem very much like a cyberpunk thing to offer.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, it's probably there, but it's probably something you get until later in the game, maybe. Um, that's what I was but, curious about. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that's kind of the cyberpunk thing. They're financially secure for the time being mm-hmm. uh, on this game. Don't have to worry about losing money or anything.
2: No. So of course, there's a bunch of people who are asking for refunds, and you know, I. Can understand why. Yeah. Um, yeah. It
0: seems like a game that, uh, especially on PC, could offer issues in a variety of ways that may or may not get addressed anytime soon. Yeah. Who knows? But, and on consoles, definitely seems like it could be like a control kind of situation where it's like, it just does not run well on the original consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like something that maybe should have been delayed or something to.
2: Yeah, honestly, I think that to really be honest, I think this game probably should have del- been delayed into next year. Yeah, but they, f- you know,
0: crunched like hell to get it out.
2: Yeah,
0: and we'll probably keep crunching until they feel like they're at a better Unfortunately, spot.
2: Unfortunately, yes.
0: So yeah, that's uh, that's that. But let's get to something that's uh, a bit better mm-hmm. here. Uh, the Epic Game Store mm-hmm. currently they are offering a pair of free games. Uh, Pillars of Eternity Definitive Edition and Tyranny Gold Edition that Mm -hmm. are free until uh, the 17th. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of those are I've heard good uh, computer RPG style. Those are
2: fantastic, Uh, uh, isometric old school style RPGs. Yes, they're great games. Yeah.
0: Uh, And once those are done uh, they will be doing uh special giveaway for the rest of the month, uh, giving away a free game each day uh, from the 17th to the 31st. So if you mm-hmm. got an Epic Games Store account, uh, and the launcher and all that, you can hop on every day and check and see what uh, the new free game is. I assume mm-hmm. there'll be at least a, a few big names in there uh, and probably plenty of indie stuff on there. So uh, something to check out if you're on PC Uh, Let's talk about a game getting a pretty good update here. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, Up to now, it had a performance mode, and it Mm -hmm. had the uh, fidelity mode. Uh, You got the uh, the ray tracing in fidelity mode, but not in performance mode. I decided to put their peanut butter and their chocolate Mm -hmm. and say, hey, let's get a performance mode that has ray tracing out there. Uh, As you get your 60 FPS and your ray tracing uh, the resolution won't be great as a result, but uh, it uh, gets you the best of both worlds. It has good a quality as you can get, which is uh, pretty impressive for them to get this out here within a month of launch. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's um, definitely a good update. I mean, I'm in the middle of my um, New Game Plus playthrough This is that's primarily in performance mode because my um, previous playthrough was in fidelity mode. So it's kinda of yeah. nice to have the best of both worlds here i haven't um i haven't loaded the game on yet with intense since, since change, but it's definitely good yeah, yeah, so you get
0: your retracing uh your sixty f p s and it'll be a little bit worse off uh mm-hmm. than the the regular fidelity mode, but you'll at least feel the the sixty f p s in it so hey there's another another good update for that game and some stuff people have been wanting uh Also, a good thing here coming is Shakedown Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Going to PS5 on December 15th. Uh, This is cross-buy, so if you already own it on PS4, PS3, Vita, you get the PS5 version for free. That's four versions for the price of one. And with this comes all the PC updates they've been putting out. I think they are originally on Epic Game Store on PC. And uh, when coming to Steam, they put out some new updates. Uh, one that kind of rebalanced the whole game, added a new difficulty. Uh moved the one that was in it launch to what they call easy now. Uh so the the new one is more of the normal difficulty, makes things a bit more challenging, rebalances things to just make it a more challenging game. Uh, so that'll be all in this version of the game. Uh, along with that they have you know dual sense supports with the adaptive triggers and Uh, The haptic feedback and all that, so that'll be pretty cool. Uh, They'll also be bringing a more expanded trophy set to PS5 version with a platinum trophy. Uh, you also get all the activity cards showing your progression in the game and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, so that'll be happening here on Tuesday, I believe. Mm -hmm. So it'll be fun to to check that out and uh, see how this game looks like when it's not. uh, It's a very easy game on the default difficulty, not a bad experience. Just, you know, less of a challenge to it.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: also coming out here pretty soon is double dragon neon for the switch. Uh, which is a fun, uh, side-scrolling beat up follow up to the original games. That is just very, uh, very willing to be silly and ridiculous. uh, to the point of you go do like uh, your traditional kind of opening stages and then you get into Spaceship and go into space. Because mm. why not? But yeah, that'll be coming to Switch here uh, next week. Uh, so people that are on Switch and have not played this yet, they can definitely check it out. Uh, for that, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, complete edition. Uh, Ubisoft had originally announced this with a 2020 date and had to either put it out or delay it, and they said, ah, we're going to push it a little bit. It's coming out January 14th now. Uh, that's the sort of remaster of the original PS3, Xbox 360 game. It's very much River City Ransom uh, to it, but it has uh, uh, all the DLC with it, so you can check that out on your uh, what? Xbox One, PS4, Switch, Stadium, and PC.
3: Mm.
0: So you can check that out. Also being delayed by Ubisoft, the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. I think I was originally scheduled for January. They've now moved it to March 18th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, saying that they needed additional time to work on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, yeah
3: I mean, that'll be a March even, game for them.
1: Um, even during its first reveal, it looked a little rough. So I'm glad. Here. Um, at the same time, um, I'm a huge uh, fan of Prince of Persia, so I mm-hmm. really want this game to be good. So, mm. All right. yeah. So, that'll be
0: moving a bit. Uh, also being delayed to 2021 Windjammers 2. Mm hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that game just wasn't ready for the vague 2020 release window ahead. So, that would be coming to 2021. Uh, switching PC. Mm hmm. I think also part of this is them wanting to get rollback netcode into the game. Mm -hmm. So that is also part of it. So it'll be a better online experience uh, for that. So definitely have to check that out sometime next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. xCloud finally coming to iOS here and uh, as well as PC in 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have it necessarily a part of the year that's coming, but it's probably going to be, uh, let's see, spring twenty twenty one, as it says here. Mm. So, sometime early next year, you'll be able to stream your stuff to the iOS, mm-hmm. uh, you know, platforms, uh, as well as on your PC or Surface Pro or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, that'll be good for. Those people. Also, here's some big news. Halo Infinite still not coming anytime soon. Mm -hmm. In fact, they basically pushed it uh, to a fall 2021 release Mm -hmm. window. Mm -hmm. So the big uh, launch title, apparently so not ready for launch that it's coming out next year, late Mm -hmm. next year. So that'll be uh, interesting to see how much it changes. Because mm-hmm. here's a pretty good amount of time to work on that stuff. Uh, they do have some more stuff in this article about things they're working on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to learn more about that, definitely check out that article. But yeah, uh, here's one of the weirdest stories of the week. Yeah. Uh. So right now, the federal government, uh, Congress, and all that is working on a funding bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to put up an emergency one just to get it. Funded for another week or so, yeah so because uh, otherwise the gover-
2: yeah, because otherwise the government would shut down, um,
0: yeah, and uh when that stuff sort of happens, there's like little tag along things that get put onto these bills that mm-hmm. trying to force in stupid little stuff, usually, yeah, uh, one of those things was coming from Republican Senator Tom Tillis, mm-hmm. who had a whole thing in there saying that it would make, uh, let's see, make it a felony to have uh, unauthorized streaming of copyrighted material that they quote as an album on YouTube, a video clip on Twitch, or a song in an Instagram story. Uh, Turn that into Mm -hmm. a felony offense with a possible prison sentence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Currently, uh, egregious violations would be more of a misdemeanor. Oh. Uh, this very much seems like pushed by the music and movie industries. Yeah, uh, which makes sense because uh, they found out companies that have provided funding to Tom Tillis are companies like where is it mm-hmm. here? Uh, yeah, the Motion Picture Association, Sony Pictures, Universal M- Music Group, Comcast and NBC Universal, the Internet and Television Association. Salem Media Group, and Warner Music. So, you know, studios and labels.
3: Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, it seems like something that really should not happen. hmm Who knows what sort of crazy stuff the uh, Republicans are trying to get put out here at the end of their time as having a president. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is
2: especially like a
0: I don't think this is going to happen. Mm-hmm.
2: but Who the hell knows anymore? Yeah, I mean, the we got this administration that's essentially on a suicide run. So yeah, it's yeah, not great. But
0: I assume it's not going to happen. Because mm. otherwise, you'd be uh, affecting Amazon, mm-hmm. Google, and Facebook. Mm. Though also, Republicans are have grudges out for all three of those companies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. There's that. Yep. But uh, let's get to some more interesting stuff going on with the Game Awards. Uh, lots of awards handed out. The Last of Us Part Two won a bunch of them, including Game of the Year. Yep. Uh, Hades and a bunch of others also won awards. So
2: mm-hmm. there's a bunch of good stuff there. But, yeah. uh, games that all of know. which deserved them, because those are all great yep. games. In spite yeah. of what the internet mob would want you to think. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the most
0: interesting part of the night was seeing all the the things that got announced, so we'll be working through this list. Try to keep it uh brief as we pace. can, but yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot! Yeah, there was a lot, and this is even cut down from everything that there was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, first one, in, like, pre-show stuff, they had a few things, but uh, the one that was most interesting was this game called Chia, that mm-hmm. is inspired by uh, New Caledonia, mm-hmm. which is a tiny island in the Pacific Ocean. Yep, uh, particularly the developer is located there as well. So uh, they wanted to make a, a game sort of about a place that looks like their home. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of in this island. You're this uh, uh, girl named Chia, who can you know go swimming. Uh, play a ukulele, glide, climb, sail around, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you can also like possess animals and objects. Uh, yeah, they say there are neat. like thirty playable animals. I assume lots of fish and uh, other creatures. But you also uh, control various objects as well. So, like in the trailer, she takes over like a shell. Uh, that kind of stuff, and you just roll around. Nothing really too. Big, but you are uh, have a lot of terrain to explore. Uh, customize your boats, all that kind of stuff. You can explore shipwrecks and coral reefs and lagoons, and uh, playing music as well. That seems like uh, kind of like the ocarina. We uh, yeah, use yeah, it, it, it to alter it was, weather it, it and it summon.
1: Pretty nifty. Like the game, kind of looks like a cross between both uh, Wind Waker and with, with the openness of Breath of the Wild. And mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned you mentioned the ukulele. Um, if you saw in the trailer, she was playing in pretty much the same style as the guitar from Last of Us too. So there's a lot of like borrowed ideas from this game, and at the same time, it looks unique enough to like. It, it looks really awesome. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they also mentioned that they are using local talent uh, for voice acting, so kind of staying close to home with that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that seems like one of the neat games coming out. Here, no real date or anything like that, so we will just have to keep an eye on that for the future. Hmm. Uh, shady part of me. It's another game coming from Focus Home Interactive. Uh, that one released that night. Focus I think home. it's got a a discount as well, like a ten percent off discount for uh, about two weeks. So you can check that out on all the consoles and PC. Hmm. Uh, for that, that one looks pretty neat. Uh. Then they start off with a banger with uh, announcing a new character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and it is Sephiroth.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah that trailer was
0: uh, hilarious too. Yeah. Was, he immediately uses that sword. Definitely to, trended
1: right away. It definitely got memed with uh, Sephiroth pretty much uh, killing Mario. But I but mean, he—it's
2: not—he isn't really. It's just hooked through his overalls, it was, but it definitely it looks was, like it. Uh, like, yeah.
1: I thought they they they'd never top the, the the reveal of Cloud, but they top it with that in the same game. So I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty interesting. Um, also, like the, the the ongoing meme and complaint with the Smash community is they're tired of sword characters. But if you're gonna bring in anybody with a sword, Sephiroth is as good as it gets. So yeah, yeah. pretty cool. It is yeah, kind of surprising too- though that uh, they they dip into Square by going into Final Fantasy VII again. Like a lot of people expected Sora or maybe another ff character but you know we have ff7 twice. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hey if you're going to have Cloud, Sephiroth is uh the other part of that coin that you got to have. Uh yeah they say there there's no date on it yet when it's coming out, I don't think.
1: Yeah, there's no uh, date but there, there there's going to be a Sakurai um uh, stream on, di- the di- on the 17th on the 17th uh, and normally yeah. the character releases that day. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. So it'll be going into all how the character works and all that stuff. Uh, we got a number of dates here: Hood Outlaws and Legends. That's that sort of PvPVE kind of game where teams of you know outlaws are going at each other to go after uh, treasures and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as on both the new consoles, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, that's out May tenth, twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. So, if you pre order it, you get access to it on May 7th mm-hmm. instead. So, that'll be interesting to see. In sort of the same vein, Back for Blood got shown, mm-hmm. uh, which is the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. From yeah. The same team. Yep. Uh, that is out June 22nd, 2021. Mm hmm. And they showed off uh, a reveal trailer as well as the. Uh, gameplay demo so you can check it out and see like yeah that is very much Left for Dead uh, no real surprises there but yeah you can check those out uh, let's see oh yeah then the first big surprise of the show was uh, a trailer that uh, coming from Microsoft that's revealed that the first game from the initiative is Perfect Dark they're doing like a reboot of the game as like a third person shooter where I think the story involves uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. So, like, hey,
2: sounds. Looks kind of weird, but or actually, it looks like the, you know because uh, if you don't remember back in the day, uh, Perfect Dark, you know, was a was a rare property, and uh, um, it was essentially their sort of original, sort of their spiritual successor to GoldenEye double oh seven, except with an original property. Um, both of the both it and its sequel were good games. Um, Sorry, <laughs> let me just yeah. re say that again. Uh, we could hear you just yeah yeah. Back like like in slid- the day, out. Perfect Dark it was originally a Rare game. It was a spiritual successor to GoldenEye 007 but with the original property, both it and its sequel were good games. Um, but they, you know, after Rare was acquired by Microsoft, I guess all of their uh, properties went with it, and the initiative. Of this group decided they're going to take up the mantle for Rare with Perfect Dark. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely cool with it. I'm I glad to see the uh, come back. Yeah, I believe
0: that Sue's head up by one of the the key directors for I think the the recent Tomb Raider games. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least the first two. So yeah. the trailer made a lot of sense in that that context. <laughs> Mm -hmm.
1: yeah this Uh, this is definitely a game that has my attention um i was mm -hmm. a huge perfect dark fan when i was younger perfect dark zero i actually never touched so um i probably should jump into that in a rare replay i don't know i I heard it was bad but um anyway uh i don't know like from after watching the trailer i didn't get that it was a third person shooter i mean there really wasn't any gameplay in it to begin with um but i'm 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 definitely excited like this, this this is definitely a reason to have have an xbox for me so yeah
0: yeah, the, the third person shooter things like the the been the big rumor that they're rebooting it not making it a first person shooter again. Uh but speaking of bringing things kind of back Still good for uh them, yeah. Uh the creator of Dead Space uh Glenn Schofield mm-hmm. has a new studio that's uh and they showed off their new game called The Callisto Protocol and it's very yep. much has the the Dead Space vibes to it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And uh, for people that may not uh, remember, that studio is owned by PUBG Corp. Mm-hmm. So this is technically a tie into PUBG. Uh, but from what I've heard, it's set about thirty years, three hundred years in the future. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, well, it's technically tied to it, but nothing is really shared with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this will be coming to the the new consoles and PC in uh, 2022. I don't think there's any sort of date on that just yet, but, uh, and speaking of bringing things back, Bioware uh, decided to put out two new teasers, uh, one for Dragon Age and one for Mass Effect. And yeah, that's uh, those are two things that really got people's attention, uh, especially the Mass Effect one. That it looks like it's following Mass Effect 3, I don't know how far in the future it is, but uh, it seemed to feature Liara uh, finding some yeah
2: 7 gear. And uh, if you looked closely, she's got a few wrinkles, too, which yeah. seems to suggest that this game takes place a while in the, into the future of uh, the Mass Effect universe. Um, well, the Asari less live a lot longer than humans would. Yeah, they live so, about a millennium. Yeah. Um, so it could be who knows how long after. Way afterwards, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh man, what's I? I saw that and I was like, okay, yeah, fuck Dragon Age. I want to know what this is all about. Yeah, because I'm. You had me at Liara. I am now intrigued. Yeah,
0: but the the big problem is it's still early on, so mm-hmm. you're not going to see anything for a while. Yeah. Even Dragon Age, we got a teaser last year mm-hmm. at this time, and. Still getting a teaser. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that's still maybe a ways off.
2: Yeah. At this point. Part of me, th- part of me thinks is that EA's trying to... Uh, after the debacle that Anthem's release was, maybe EA's trying to give them more time and not rush it. Yeah. At least I, I, that's what I want to think. Yeah. I mean, there's no
0: point bringing these back if you're just going to rush it uh, like you did to Anthem. Mhm, where you know you rush it and you get things messed up and you've blown any goodwill they still had for these properties, uh so yeah, that's those are some nice teasers, but when we get any actual word on what they what those games are gonna be like, yeah, you know,
1: it's gonna be a while, mhm, yeah, I definitely pause my excitement there, especially with the recent news about those two people at um Bioware league yeah,
2: Casey Hudson left, yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah,
0: let's uh get to the next one. Fulbrights announced their next game. Uh they're working with Annapurna Interactive on Open Roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a but a mother daughter road trip uh where I believe they found some uh hidden like diaries and stuff mm-hmm. uh in their house and are seeking to find out more about their family's history and that kind of stuff. Mm So it should be good. That studio's made two good games now, Tacoma and uh, Gone Home. Mm -hmm. And this one seems to be PlayStation-focused. They're coming to PC, PS5, and PS4 Mm -hmm. uh, for the time being. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that'll be out next year. So I'm excited for that. Let's see. Oh, yeah, Disco Elysium. Yay. The final cut is uh, yep. finally coming. Mm-hmm. That adds uh, seems like a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, uh, but it'll be coming to PS4, PS5, and PC here yeah. in March, and then it'll be coming to the Xbox uh, platforms and Switch in summer 2021.
2: Yeah, uh, there's also get a big it. collector's get- edition set. Yeah, get it when it comes out. It was, it was prop. It was. For me, at least, it was one of my games of the year last year. So, yeah, it's an amazing game. It's, a, it's a really good example of how it's a really good example of how you don't need extremely advanced graphics. You just need good writing, good world building and great characterization. And you can produce yeah. something amazing.
0: And yeah, from what I've heard, it seems very much like a game that has a, a huge kind of. Verticality
2: to it, yep, and um, randomness to it is, and it's yeah. funny as all hell too. Yeah, yeah actually, we're like not a huge legi- game.
0: We're That's not a huge game, but your actions can kind of take it in a variety of directions.
2: Yeah, um, there are legitimately like hysterical, laugh out loud, funny moments in that game.
1: This Coliseum really cleaned up last year's game awards, so and, I, I never, and for I good reason. What what, 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 I don't even know what it's about, so I definitely look forward to it coming.
2: Oh, it's great. It's amazing. Yep,
0: Yep. so if you already have it on PC, there'll be a free upgrade when that's out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It adds some new content to the game. Political vision quests allow you to go down roads that didn't exist before. Mm -hmm. Whole new areas available. More Discover, more characters to meet. Controller supports, and yeah, 4K, 60 FPS on PS5, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll be... Definitely something I'll check out here in the next few months. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Oh yeah, something weird got announced. Evil Dead the game. Guys, why Uh, not? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Saber Interactive and Boss Team Games announced this. It has Bruce Campbell, obviously. He's not exactly doing that much these days. Uh, Especially since the the Evil Dead show got canceled again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's a co-op PvP title. Where you're fighting zombies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, seems like the, his girlfriend gets kidnapped and you somehow have a crew, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. That really wasn't a thing in the, uh, original movies, but, uh, Hey, that's on uh PS five, PS four, Xbox series, X and S Xbox one, switch and PC. Mm-hmm. That's sometime in 2021. Mm. Uh, season got announced. This is PS five and PC. Uh, it's from the makers of the Darwin Project. But mm-hmm. it's very much a different kind of game. Uh, it seems like you are a woman here that is kind of uh, going on an adventure with her bike. Uh, like mm-hmm. a road trip kind of thing. Uh, you're playing a traveler recording the last moments of different cultures before they're washed away. Uh, yeah, you're exploring these worlds and kind of exploring these cultures and finding out like what what they're like. All that kind of stuff. Which is... uh. A pretty neat premise.
1: Yeah, we, we, we didn't see much, out. but I'm really digging the visual style, and this is definitely one of the top three games I'm looking forward to at the presentation.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's a date for this or time frame for it yet, but I would assume it's probably sometime next year. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Uh, let's see. Then uh, a very weird thing happened. There's this trailer with dinosaurs and such, and Vin Diesel in it. Mm-hmm. People are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, and find out, oh yeah, it's Ark 2, sequel to Arc Survival Evolved whatever the whatever the hell that game's full name was. Uh, but yeah, they're doing an Arc 2 with Vin Diesel as the star character, which is weird when the, the first game was very much a make your character uh, like you could decide how big your dick was and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much like rust all that kind of stuff yeah uh and he just ran around and tried to make stuff uh and survive dinosaur attacks and all that kind of stuff. yeah and this one's like okay what what the fuck is a sequel of Vin diesel's the main character
1: yeah mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie um the first arc didn't even move the needle with me i had i had literally no interest and when I was watching this Vin Diesel trailer, I was like, "Oh wow, this game looks awesome!" And then when it showed the Arc logo, I lost interest. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And alongside that, they announced uh, Arc: The Animated Series, with a murderous row of talent working on it, uh, doing voices on it, uh, it as Vin Diesel, Russell Crowe, Gerard Butler, David Tennant, Melon Madden, Michelle Yeoh, Jeffrey Wright, Carl Urban, Raga Ragnar's. Uh, Elliot Page, uh, Derry Jacobs, Zon McCle- McLarnan, Malcolm mm-hmm. McDowell, Deborah Mailman, uh, Juliet Mills, Alan Tudyk, and Ron John. Mm. It's like, Jesus Christ, you guys He's made so much money, money, you just hired yeah.
3: all like, this what
0: talent. Play do you guys have? Yeah. That game did incredibly well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's one of those games that's you may not know anybody that plays it, but it was like a huge game for
2: kids and teenagers, and indie games in general. It was like one of the one of the original indie game uh, success stories.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like
2: because I mean that the we... the, game, the reason that, because of the success of that game, we also got uh, the Binding of Isaac. So gotcha.
1: I mean, I had no idea. I mean, like I same developer. That's... Yeah. I, I consider us to be niche as well. And if we weren't interested in this, I'm like, who would be? So it's insane to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's wild that that oh, game. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like, yeah, within a month of its early access release on Steam, Ark had sold over a million copies by August 2016. Sold over 5.5 cross-post windows and Xbox One. Uh, 1.5 of those on Xbox One, and that's just four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then it's on, uh, PS4. Uh, what else? Might be phone versions? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they put out a VR game as well as like a sandbox survival game that's style like Minecraft called Pixar. Uh, cause why not? So yeah, that's, uh, that's one of those things like that's a huge announcement. Uh,. Maybe not such a huge announcement, but very much one that matters for the indie community. Super Meat Boy Forever mm-hmm. is finally oh, coming shit. out. I thought I we
2: were talking about Super Meat Boy Forever. Yeah, that's the reason we got The Binding of Isaac. The first art game. Yeah. Screw yeah. that one. Sorry. I'm- yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, Super Meat Boy Forever is the sequel. Yeah. Uh, been in the works for quite a while, but it's finally out on December 23rd mm-hmm. uh, for Epic Games Store. I would not be surprised if that is a free game on that day. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's during that period that they're doing free stuff. That would seem like one way to get that uh game out there as far as marketing is, is concerned. But yeah. I believe it essentially kind of auto-runs for you, but you have to do all the platforming and all that. Uh mm-hmm. which doesn't make it easier. That just means one less thing uh to worry about. Mm-hmm. Maybe one more thing to worry about, I don't know. It can go mm-hmm. either way, but uh Fall Guys season three Got a nice little trailer showing that it's kind of uh, winter themed, I think. I'm not sure if they have a name for it, but it might be Winter Wonderland, something like that. But yeah, showed off a trailer and they've got like seven new uh rounds added to the game. Uh mm-hmm. a bunch of new uh skins and all that kind of stuff for it. And so, yeah, that is launching on the fifteenth. So you can check that out. Uh, let's see. It takes two. is the new game from Joseph Ferris and his studio Hazelight.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: That also is very co-op focused. Has the same kind of premise of you know you can just have your friend download a free version of that game and play with you if you mm-hmm. buy it. So, and it looks like more of a it
1: looks like a three D after-
0: platformer kind of thing, co-op platformer.
1: Yeah, the game looks absolutely insane. Um, I am a huge fan of Joseph Ferris. Like He is slowly becoming like one of my favorite developers in the business. I really enjoyed Brothers. I really enjoyed A Way Out. And this game looks totally insane. And I- I'm looking forward to it. It's 40 bucks too. It's cheap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like they know what they're doing because the- they use the-, the song It Takes Two to promote this. Uh, so they got a little bit of money there to pay for some licensed songs to go with the game. Hmm. Uh, you know, at one point the 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 weird book that's uh, hovering over these characters is singing the song as well, mm-hmm. poorly but still singing it. <laughs> but Yeah, that is out March 26th for PS5, PS4, all the Xboxes, and PC. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to check that out. And yeah, Returnal. From Housemark and Sony, I finally got a date, March nineteenth, twenty twenty one. A nice yeah. new trailer showing off a bunch of gameplay for that, and that looks really good. I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm excited to check that out here. And jeez, it's only three months away at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the article here explains you know the the haptic feedback and adaptive trigger stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, like all the the weapons have alternate firing modes, and so your basic uh, firing is just done by pulling the trigger, and then mm-hmm. uh, to activate the alt fire, you squeeze it uh, the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Right now, just by mm-hmm. using the adaptive trigger, players can move seamlessly between aiming down sights and activating alt fire. I'll squeeze it halfway for the regular attack, and squeeze it all the way down for the. Rechargeable alt fire attack, So, yeah, that's the that's the weird game. that's uh, a time loop mm-hmm. to it as a roguelike. Yeah, a roguelite kind of elements to it. So, yeah, that's gonna be exciting to see how that turns out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Then Focus Home revealed another game they have in the works called Evil West, like a supernatural western game. That looked pretty neat. That is uh, PS5, PS4, Xbox, all the Xboxes, and PC. Mm. Uh, And that's coming out next year. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, you know, you're a cowboy and you're shooting, you know, skeletons and monsters and all this kind of stuff. Uh, You also play co op. So there's all that going on. And we got some Capcom stuff here. Monster Hunter Rise is getting a limited time demo in January. That also has uh, online play for those that have NSO. So you can check that out. No date Mm -hmm. on that yet. So I assume they'll have some sort of announcement here in the next couple weeks about when it's going to happen. And speaking of Capcom, I'll just skip over to the other parts. There's Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection that got announced, only for the Switch.
2: Yeah. Which has a, a weird art style to it. Yeah. it So yeah, the ghosts and goblins, and you know, super ghouls and ghosts. Those games are the pinnacle of hard games. Yeah. Those games are so difficult that they are legendary. Um. And yeah, the art style they've got here. You, you know what? It 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 looks less like. How can I say this? It looks like the art style they use for like all those like mobile games where it's like they just have like a static image and they like use the puppet tool to do animation maybe yeah it looks a lot like that
0: and i think they're trying to go for like a storybook kind of vibe it's like maybe possible like you know a lot of like Early Disney movies start off like, oh, they're opening up this storybook kind of thing with art mm-hmm. like that. Like this seems like kind of inspired by that. hmm A little bit. Uh which still is a weird art style because this is a game that you know was an eight bit NES game originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an arcade game and all that. Like the PSP got a remake of it that was very much uh that was like two point five D. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of thing that I think actually looked pretty nice on its own, but yeah, they're trying to do something with that again. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see how people take to it. Mm-hmm. Cause those are one of those games where you could technically get to the end of the game and then potentially not be able to do anything. Cause you didn't do other things you were supposed to do, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you need to do, kill bosses or whatever. But uh, then they also announced Capcom arcade stadium, a, like, free-to-play app of their arcade classics that, I think, by default, you get 1943 Battle of the Battle of Midway mm-hmm. uh, for free. Yeah, Battle of Midway for free. Uh, then you can purchase uh, the original Ghosts and Goblins as a standalone add-on. Uh, and then there are also packs of others in that. Uh, There's one called The Dawn of the Arcade, which is 84 to 88s. It's like Volga's Pirate Ship Higemaru, 1942, Tatakai no Banka, Legendary Wings, Binet Commando, Forgotten Worlds, and Ghouls and Ghosts. Mm-hmm. There's Arcade Revolution, it's 89 to 92, Strider, Dynasty Wars, Final Fight, 1941 Counterattack, Senjo no Kami 2, Mega Twins, Carrier Air Wing, mm-hmm. Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, uh, Captain Commando, Farth Operation Thunderstorm. And the third pack is Arcade Evolution 1992-2001. So Warriors of Fate, Street Fighter II Hyper Fighting, mm-hmm. uh, Super Street Fighter II Turbo, Powered Guerra Strategic Variant Armor Equipment, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness, mm-hmm. 19XX, The War Against Destiny, Battle Circuit, Giga Wing, 1944, The Loop Master, and Progia. So like a lot of stuff there I've heard of, and some I haven't. Uh, some of it seems to just be like Japanese arcade games that probably work as well without localizing them. Also, they found another way to sell people Street Fighter games mm-hmm. uh, on the the same system because there's that collection uh, that they put out the 30th anniversary collection as well as uh, they remade one of the Street Fighter 2 versions for the the launch of the Switch. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think people didn't like like they were charging so much for one game. With unnecessary additions like motion controls and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it has additional stuff like rewind features, uh, adjustable gameplay options, like game speed and difficulty options. Mm -hmm. uh, Display settings, display filters, uh, various frames to put around the game, including like a 3D rendered arcade cabinet. Mm -hmm. uh, As well as a save slot for each of the games, there's 32 total. Uh and yeah, they have high scores, online leaderboards, all that kind of stuff, as well as uh, achievements and challenges that you can use to earn in-game backgrounds and frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of stuff. There's time challenge and score challenge modes as well. And yeah, they also have handheld mode, docked mode, tabletop mode, and a vertical mode to play it. So uh, a decent variety of ways to play it. I'm curious what the prices are for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they could easily overdo it and say, like, oh, 20 bucks for a pack of these games. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not necessary. So who knows? That is out. Uh, I don't know if there is a date on that. I know there's a, an eShop page for it, but I don't think there's a date just yet. Mm-hmm. So it might be here in the next couple of months uh, or some point. But uh, let's get back here. Fortnite got a couple of announcements in there. One that people are expecting, the Master Chief... Uh, finally, getting announced kind of leaked it early. That this is gonna mm-hmm. happen uh along with that part of the trailer, they announced that uh with like a little red versus blue skit that blood Gulch is also coming mm-hmm. as like a a map you can use in the like user game section uh so if you want to play some more classic type of halo thing, you know you can do that uh as well as uh Daryl Dixon and Michonne from The Walking Dead. Hmm. also coming, uh, December sixteenth. Hmm. So you can have that. I saw somebody actually describe Fortnite in a weird way, saying it's, uh, it's the real life version of Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Because you can have, I think I was literally Kratos uh, shooting a Wolverine. Uh, and now you can have Master Chief and you know Daryl and Michonne and uh, other. M- Star Wars people and Marvel people and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All these random characters in a game just fucking shooting each other because that's what this game is for. Mm. So that's a whole weird thing. Uh, and yeah, the last one here we got is Microsoft Flight Simulator is finally coming to uh, the new Xbox systems. Uh, summer 2021. And right. Not really too much there. Uh, yeah, You can just watch the trailer. It looks pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how it's going to control uh, all that kind of stuff, but uh yeah, it seems like it'll be somewhere around summer twenty twenty one so uh still another Microsoft game it's not coming anytime soon, so yeah, but i are curious what what's that
1: the, the The bottom line is we know it's coming um Microsoft yeah. flight Simulator is one of the best reviewed games this year, so it's good to know that it's coming to uh to xbox but um <clears throat> yeah i I've, I've I've never been much of a flight simulator guy myself, but the the trailer was definitely impressive,
0: oh mm. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, the bulk of the Game Award announcements. There's a there's a few others out there you can probably, I assume they have most of this stuff on the Game Awards YouTube account, so you can probably check that out and see if there are other things. There's a lot of the stuff that uh, caught my eye, so, you know, big week. Lots of stuff to be announced and a lot of stuff to look forward to here uh, in the next few weeks as well as next year. All right. So yeah, that is, uh, that is this week's show. Thank everybody for listening and to Brandon and Dan for joining us this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week. Here's our uh, final show for before Christmas. Yep. I think we got probably one more show for let's weekend this year. Mm-hmm. Cause both of the major holidays are on Fridays. Yep. Unless we decide to do one uh, Thursday or Saturday or something. I don't know. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out when that happens. Just yeah, a weird coincidence this year. Yeah. But yeah, that is uh, it for this week. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Later. I'm going back to Cyberpunk.